0: working fans podcast cool Yep. all right here we go coming down three two and at the working fans podcast this is just a podcast that three lifelong fans created to have a place to talk comedy and pro wrestling Now our comedy podcast releases every Tuesday, while our wrestling podcast releases every Thursday. We release bonus episodes under the moniker Working Fans Presents every now and then. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, any major podcast provider. The important thing is just please like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us now we have started a new thing we are now on amazon and audible so those episodes release every monday and that's kind of going through the archives and just releasing our old episodes in a new area so if you want to live through the process with us again take that journey with us again you can find us over on Amazon and Audible. If you can't get enough of us in the audio form, check out our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash C slash Working Fans Wrestling Pod or just search Working Fans Podcast on YouTube. We have the whole archive is up there and if you listen to the Working Fans podcast, you are more than familiar with the 531. That is our signature segment where we take your top 5 list on a particular subject, vote it down to a top 3 and then debate it down to a top 1. If you want to hear 3 guys talk shit about comedy, wrestling, life, anything, you will
1: enjoy the Working Fans podcast. Find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have. That's Pod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at wrestling underscore pod and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as
2: fans. Hey, everybody. It's the Combat Cast, Working Fans Podcast slash Combat Cast. Man, they call Dave, and we're going to be previewing a little UFC 264 tonight. I believe producer Joe will be joining me shortly here, and we're going to talk about some
0: combat, man.
2: Sorry, buddy. The allergy started getting the better of me. I I forgot. (laughs) What what are
3: we doing?
0: (laughs) So, Dave, I... As people know, I mean, they might not know on the combat cast, but I have little to no UFC knowledge. Right. So we're gonna go through the card, and sure. it could be kind of me asking you what's important about this fight. You know, what is what should we be looking out for tonight?
2: I'm gonna give you a couple undercard fights real quick too, just to let you know. Like we're gonna we're gonna discuss the main card, but just a few highlights. Three fights I want to bring up. Carl's uh, Condit, uh, he's a veteran. He's been fighting for a long time. God, I'll say he's in his 40s right now, but former champion. He was an interim UFC champion. He fought George St. Pierre. He holds victories over Nate Diaz. Back in the day, he was in a, a company called WEC, which UFC bought out and had a lot of great talent. A lot of guys went on to win titles in UFC, and he was a champion there. He's fighting a guy named Max Griffin, who's coming off a performance of the night bonus. Had a big KO in his last fight it'll be just interesting to see. Carl's Condon had, like, God, I want to say four or five losses in a row, but they kept him around because he's such a warrior. And he won his last fight. He looked good. So it'll be interesting to see what he looks like now. I think that's a fight you'll want to watch for. Condit and Griffin. Actually, Condon coming off two victories in a row, too, now. And then another one, Nico Price and Michelle Pereira. Pereira is a guy who will do cartwheels, and he's done backflips literally in a fight. Like, he's crazy. He's done Kevin He's done Caboera. Nico Price is a guy who finished people on the bottom. So stylistically, this is an exciting fight with two guys who are just going to bring it. And in another fight, my buddy Chevy there, he would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Ryan Hall, who is absolutely, like, he does no striking. He literally, he would start the fight on his back if he could. He's just a jiu-jitsu expert. And people do not like to fight this guy. He has very little activity because a lot of people just don't want to fight ryan hall and he's taking on a bit of an unknown guy as far as i know cannot even say this name joe but i will try i will try l-i-i-a topia topia T O P U R I E guys i don't know this guy he doesn't have a wikipedia page even but hopefully uh you know hopefully he performs better than what i give him here but that's some undercard fights to check out
0: and those will be on the prelims?
2: They will be on the prelims, which will be on ESPN. What time ESPN? do the
0: prelims start, and where can people watch them?
2: They will be on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. I believe that will be about 8 o'clock. I will tell you that right now, though. And
0: Let's double check that because that's the weirdest thing for me and it's the reason I've never wa- never watched UFC is because their whole time frame is based out of Las Vegas. So where like wrestling and almost any other sport, their time is based on the East Coast. MMA is based on the West Coast. I had heard that this week and I never thought about it till we see these time differences because this would be what like a five o'clock start time if that's true for Vegas.
2: Yeah, and actually, it says here 6.15 Eastern Time, but there's early prelims too, and that's when that starts. So the prelims that I talked about will be on the 8 o'clock show.
0: How many levels of prelims come in a UFC fight? There's an
2: early prelims, and then there's the prelims, and then there's the main card. So okay. there's, usually, there's usually an early prelims that you can check out on like UFC Fight Pass, and ESPN Plus will have those too. Usually. ESPN Plus will usually give you all your coverage, and then the main card will be on ESPN Plus and ESPN. And then the pay, well, sorry, the main prelims will be on ESPN Plus and ESPN, and the main card will be on ESPN Plus and pay per view, which you only get UFC pay per views through ESPN Plus at this point, at least domestically anyway. Wow. So there you
0: go. Now, the first match that I saw for the main card. Is Sean O'Malley versus Chris Moutinho?
2: Yeah, Moutinho. So he's kind of an unknown. This is his UFC debut. He's taking this on short notice. Moutinho's opponent who was injured going into this. So Who is he
0: supposed to fight?
2: Oh, you're fucking putting me on the spot here,
0: bro. That was shit, man. <laughs>
2: Let's see here. We did this. Do, 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 do. O'Malley. Well, anyway, about O'Malley while well, I'm looking this up. He's colorful. He's got a lot of finishes. People love him. Uh, or hate him. Uh, he's got the one loss, but he didn't handle that well. He says he got caught and that he's still mentally undefeated, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> so I think that's rubbed some people the wrong way. <laughs> but he's very comfortable. Joe. You'd like him. He's huge into gaming and smoking weed. He's always promoted weed. He was supposed to face uh, Louis Smoka on this card, who's another <laughs> quality smoker. That's Unintended, I mean. right? He was about to get his ass smoked. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, O'Malley, uh, you know, he's always got multi hair. And uh, who was that uh, rapper dude that was going to jail? 619? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He kind of looks like him sometimes when he does his hair and shit like that. So Okay. So he's a different animal. Yeah, he's definitely big into different strains of weed and stuff like that. You should check this guy out. You'd probably go along great with him.
0: So <laughs> uh, We'll see you. Yeah, I'll see him tonight. Yeah. I, on the pay-per-view not personally
2: right not personal yeah no I get it so now I, I'll, I'll look for I'll, I'll do a little prediction here too I'll go uh, a Mali in a first round knockout too
0: oh wow okay so you got a mali in this fight you don't think the UFC uh, debut uh, is gonna to motivate the other guy
2: no <laughs> I think he's outclassed and I think uh he's overmatched but you never I- know that's the great thing about fighting. We'll see. Now,
0: that is a bantamweight fight, but for a ladies' bantamweight fight, there's Irene Aldana, 12-6, and 6, versus Yana Kunitskaya. How is, is it? Kaya. Yeah, it's yep. not going to happen. no, no you know contest.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm going to go with Yana in this one. She's coming off a pair of wins. This is a fight. Donna, I want to say, I'm looking at her now, her last fight, she had a uh, loss to Holly Holm, which is no... No shame in that. Holly Holmes beating Ronda Rousey and some of the best former boxing champion as well. But uh, I like Lakana here, Coochie Lakana. <laughs> 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 I like Yana.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. What is her style? Going on?
0: Is she a striker? Is she more on the ground?
2: I think she's more of a wrestler on the ground, clinch. You know, and I think that Yana will probably get it done in decision. I don't look for either one of these women to get a finish.
0: So. All right. And Aldana, same type style.
2: <laughs> yeah, from what I've seen. But we'll see. I'm not as familiar with these two. This was the one fight that I was like, all right. But. Oh, yeah.
0: You were saying you had to look it up real quick before we started. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely. I've seen her around a few times, but nothing ever really stands out about her.
0: But. Now, next up, we have a heavyweight battle between Ty Tuvasa, twelve and three versus Greg Hardy, fighting men for once seven <laughs> three and zero with one <laughs> Somebody did his homework. <laughs> Greg Hardy has. A I'm only familiar with him out of the NFL, so like I'd expect to see him more in a thriller fight, not in a UFC ring. But like I said, I'm not familiar with UFC. T-
2: <laughs> Greg Hardy is definitely. Uh, he's a great athlete. Obviously, from his NFL days, he's big, he's strong. Sorry, guys, my allergies are killing me today. But uh, he's big, he's strong, he's capable of turning lights out. Where he's running to trouble is fighters that are more experienced than him, more skilled. They can you know, take him down, they can pick him apart with strikes. His cardio is a bit of an issue, too. He's probably not going to have that issue with Ty. Ty likes to bang, and Ty likes to bring it. Ty is also famous for doing a shoey, which is uh, after he went to fight, he'll uh, drink a beer out of his shoe. Uh, he's from Australia, and that's an Australian thing. I think they've even done it with, uh, with piss before. I think he's drunk like fucking piss and beer out of a fucking shoe. Ty is,
0: <laughs> he's, he's not a normal first, that's guy. That's how he celebrates a victory? Pissing yeah, in a clip? <laughs> yeah, God, man. I, that's some Jake Roberts shit. Zeno right was over drinking his
2: piss back at that time. I'm going to go with Hardy. I think Hardy gets it done. I like Ty. I think if Ty can stretch it out a little bit. Hardy's cardio isn't the greatest, so maybe Ty will pull it off, but Ty's not known for having super cardio. I like I like Ty, but I gotta go with Greg Hardy. I think he's just he hits a little harder and he's good at just blitzing people. And I think he'll catch Ty. I don't think Ty will have the skills to stop that.
0: But we'll see. All right. Now next up, I believe it's the co-main event. Yes. Gilbert Burns, 19 and 4 versus Steven Thompson, 16 4 and 1. What are we looking at here style-wise for both fighters?
2: All right. Steven Thompson, Wonderboy, comes out to Wonderboy by Tenacious D as well. He was like 57-0, I believe, in kickboxing at one time. He's got a karate stance. He's probably the most dynamic karate fighter ever in the UFC. Highlight, head kicks, brings a lot of that to the table. Very exciting. Gilbert Burns, great striker, really improved in his last few fights on his striking, but he's had one of the best jiu-jitsu games in town. So if this goes to the ground... Gilbert Burns might, strike, uh, might uh, submit him. I don't think Thompson has ever been submitted, and he's been in some bad guillotine chokes. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Thompson also has great takedown defense. So I would think this will be on his feet, but I'd also got to say Gilbert is definitely underrated in the striking, so I wouldn't be surprised. Man, it's a tough, tough... Thompson's been in a lot of wars. I think that could take its toe on him. My heart wants to go for Wonder Boy. He's truly one of the nicest guys in UFC. And Gilbert just had a shot. Thompson did have a shot a few while back, but I'd like to see Thompson get one more before he goes out in the sunset. But, man, my mind is telling me I'm leaning towards Burns. I think Burns is going to catch him. I think Burns is really, really skilled. But this could go either way. This is definitely a pick fight, but I'm going to lean towards Gilbert Burns. I think he just has a little bit more tools.
0: All right, so the main event, the show that is bringing me to this, besides my schedule just working out this way, Dustin Poirier, 27-6-0, 1-0 contest versus Conor McGregor, 22-5. Dave, what are we looking at for this fight? I mean, I know McGregor's a big name. I've seen him box. I've seen a couple of his fights. Style-wise, what are we looking at? And obviously, who do you got?
2: Connor's going to try to come out fast and early. That's what he does. And that's gonna be the most dangerous in the first two rounds for Dustin. Now obviously in the last fight, Dustin was able to finish him in round two, but he got caught early a couple times. But the game plan was Dustin kept hitting Connor with those leg kicks, and Connor did nothing about it. I would be amazed if Connor doesn't have a counter for those leg kicks this time and he doesn't have a game plan to stop that. That being said, I'm sure Dustin has game plan for this too. So Connor, if he catches him early. Is going to be really dangerous. Those first 2 3 rounds, I would not be surprised to see Connor catch him. Uh, he's got to be the underdog and my money will be on Poirier. But Connor's definitely going to be dangerous in those first two maybe three rounds. I think the thing about Poirier if you look at his career, unlike Connor, when things get tough, Poirier is gritty. He lasts. He keeps fighting. He's been in several fight of the nights and he doesn't give up. Poirier is also just more well-rounded. He's a good striker, he's good in the clinch. And he's good at like taking people down. His wrestling solid. He's just solid everywhere, and I think he's got more heart. So I'm favoring Poirier, but I will not be shocked if Connor catches him in rounds one or two. He's just got that kind of striking position, and he's going to be more motivated to come back this time. I honestly believe that. But it's a make or break fight, make or break fight for Connor too, because Connor, when you're that level of famous. You just can't lose these fights. It's not like another guy where you lose a bunch and you bounce back. He's making so much money. And does he have that hunger still? That's the big thing. Does Conor have that hunger that he's going to use all that money and all that resources he can to game plan and do what it takes to beat Dustin? We'll see. Smart money on Poirier, but don't be shocked if McGregor catches him
0: early. Do you have an official pick in this fight?
2: Dustin Poirier. I'm going to go round four. I think this goes Ooh. a little bit. TKL. All right.
0: Well, guys, let us know who you think is going to win in the comments. And on the audio version of the show, this will be paired with your UFC review. So we will see you guys later and have a good day. Thank you, guys. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F O U R, the number is 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F O U R 82 Designs at F O U R 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82 at designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs.
2: First off, the light years look better than our first one. Also, the vibe the washer and dryer, they look good, and they're good quality.
0: Nice, and those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing, and luckily we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans, but that's F-O-U-R 8-2 Designs.
2: Working <laughs> Fans Podcast, Combat Cast Edition. <laughs> I hit record, we're just going, baby, that's alright. It's like the old Edge and Kristen show, if you ever watched that, they would just start off and guess halfway through would be like, wait, we're on? <laughs> but... All right, guys. So we are the day after UFC 264. Fun, entertaining card. I didn't get to see. I saw all the main card. Chevy, first question for you, man. Your buddy Ryan Hall. (laughs) I didn't see that fight. But Michael Bisping said that he thought. It was interesting. Michael Bisping said in the postcard, he loves Ryan Hall. But he said, if we're going to be honest, he said he's very one-dimensional. He said he's a specialist. And he said that works, but eventually, you know, people are going to figure things out. Was that what you saw?
3: Yeah. I and
2: mean,
3: then I felt like he just kept putting himself in really dangerous situations. Obviously he was diving for the leg, you know, because that's his game, the leg lock game, but it's a fight. So he was there to get hit. And obviously that's what happened. It looked like he wasn't using a lot of technique to stand up, you know, and he got caught and finished, but it'll be back. I'm sure.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, now
3: this guy this, guy
2: this guy fought uh what was his name? Ilio Torpilla? <laughs> anyone know? Yeah, Elio Torpilla, yeah. <laughs> so he's he's Spanish. All right. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: He's undefeated. Yeah. Oh yeah, he had a lot of finishes too. Mm-hmm. So this guy I'm just butchering his name. So like if we ever get interviews on this show, it won't be with this guy. <laughs> That's not <laughs> like, he's not gonna <laughs>
3: he can come on and tell us how to pronounce his name properly yeah 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 i'm sure <laughs>
4: considering the way
3: you pronounce names
2: you probably struggle with like john jones or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah you mean, you mean john africa i love that guy shout out to brendan Swab, by the way if anyone doesn't know what i'm talking about <laughs> all right michelle pierre versus nico price carney i talked to you you said that this fight got robbed a fight of the night i Again, I wasn't able to see this one, but uh, Pierre got the W. Uh, how'd you see the fight, and what'd you think? Was it Rob the fight of the night? I mean, obviously you did. Tell me. I do think it was a little bit closer than
4: you I, I think that Price also could have won it, but it's close enough that I can't call it a robbery. I might call it a robbery technically for fight of the night because it was wildly entertaining. It was very back and forth, and it's very competitive. Something fairly fight, but that was a lot more one-sided. But I did think this, file, this fight was was really wild. Um, there were some moves that Perea, I don't necessarily condone all the crazy shit he does, like trying to do the flip onto his opponent and stuff like onto his head. That's some. That's some. Yeah, that's some video game shit. And I can see why people be turned off by that. But I can't hate on the guy for at least trying to keep us entertained. Mm. So I did think it was a great fight. I thought. It was, uh, it could have gone either way. The judges definitely saw it one way, but I thought that that was a lock for fight of the night. Speaking of video games, real quick, Ryan Hall was the uh, the Dark Souls player that just kept spamming the the roll,
3: <laughs>
4: able to dodge everything. But uh, yeah, he tried to take the uh, I'll call it the the Damien Maya approach. <clears throat> focusing on one game plan and when it fails you go back to that same game plan until the opponent figures it out it's like a tutorial in a video game like they tell you to do something you just got to get your timing down that's exactly what his opponent did to puria just waited for him to expose himself and then he took him out It was kind of sad because i like all i was expecting him to uh, get knocked out but i kind of figured he was gonna do what he always does and it was just pull out that surprise uh heel hook that everyone sees coming but no one can stop So before, where no one wanted to fight him, I'm sure now some people want to fight him. But to go back to your point about uh, Perea and Price, that was was a great fight. I would encourage anyone to watch it that hasn't seen it. I could see, I guess, why they give the fight of the night to uh, those other two cats, which we're definitely going to talk about. But this was, I think, more competitive
2: shout out to uh to peter by the way too <laughs> all right last uh preliminary fight i did not catch chevy i'll get you max griffin versus carl's condit Condit had two wins in a row going into this he seemed like he knew he lost the fight though when i showed
3: up what did you see um i mean same old condit he he just looks a little too slow for oh. for max you know he still has his uh his natural born killer instincts and his attitude about the fight, but it just looked like he lost a step or so max was right on him the whole time. So it's tough good. fight for him. tough to see him. Uh, he's getting over the hill. looks like. Carney, would you do the same thing or how'd you see it?
4: Yeah. Griffin definitely won that fight. Condit did have a couple signs of life in there You're like oh maybe there's the old Carlos Condit but uh, quickly that goes away so I'm, I'm with Chevy I'm in agreement with him with he's he's getting into the twilight of his career that division is just going to be too competitive for him to know what they said he's at right now though so unfortunately it's almost time for him to call it a career or go somewhere else where he might shine a little bit more than in the UFC because it's all killers
2: yeah i mean maybe there's a few fun fights out there for him like a rematch with robbie law or something down the road could be interesting but yeah i think that uh at this point in his career you're looking at fun fights and that's about it all right main card i actually missed Go something ahead. there was there was one more
4: fight in the prelims that you skipped and i can't remember if i'm pronouncing this guy's name correctly i'm trying not to dave his name
2: <laughs> duplessis who yeah discus uh, yeah, who,
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, He hates when people get his name wrong. That was his whole post-fight speech. Uh, we, uh-huh.
4: need to, we need to get you a translator, much like a lot of these fighters, too. But,
2: uh, of, yeah, that Brazilian uh, guy. He's great. Uh, yeah, he
4: caught Charles with his hands down and knocked his ass
2: out. Yeah, that was a uh, round two. I saw that. But. Did he
4: get Performance of the Night, too, along with Tuibasa?
2: uh let's see good question oh come on he did that he did so congratulations to driscus uh (laughs) he did really good if i said his name right that time by the way it was by accident so anyway
4: i think that dana said that he's going to throw some money though she missed weight so i don't know why he would do that
3: yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah.
4: Yeah. maybe
3: i maybe i read that wrong well i don't know he's just Uh, real giving last night i guess (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was in a giving mood, apparently. so <laughs> all that extra money he's making from Connor being on the card. <laughs> so, I mean, this card
2: started off with a banger. It was fighting at night. Although, we did argue it wasn't competitive enough, technically. I mean, O'Malley, my God. Sean O'Malley versus Chris Montino? The guy, I was looking at these numbers for you guys. Let's just check this out. Round one, O'Malley outstruck him 77 to 24. Round two, 70 to 19, and in round three, 83 to 27. (laughs) Close fight. Close fight, right, (laughs) on paper. This is crazy. But what uh, Chris showed was that he he was so game, right? That was like the story of the fight. He had so much heart. He just kept coming forward, Uh, as I believe uh, your wife said, uh, Chevy, the Neon Zombie, I think we were thinking about calling him.
3: coining, Coining his new nickname, yeah.
2: Yeah, hashtag Neon Zombie. Get it started. <laughs> I, uh, I thought, uh, I mean, it was just a great story. And, like, I can't wait to see this kid fight in the UFC again because it was 6 days notice. You know, I'll get you guys' opinions on the fight, but I was trying to think of another opponent for O'Malley next after this. And the guy's a lot higher in the rankings than him, but I just think it'd be an interesting fight. I don't know if he'd be interested in it, but I'd like to see him. I know he called out Dominic Cruz, which is the popular thing to do, but I'd like to see him against Marab. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I think Morava put him on his ass. I don't think UFC wants to see that.
3: He eats but, him up. He eats him up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Cardi definitely is all for it. <laughs> he jumped on that one. I'll let you take the lead, Cardi. <laughs> so what were your, I mean, I, I think we got to give O'Malley his due at least. Impressive performance for what it was. But what were your thoughts on the fight? And, uh, yeah, talk a little bit about that matchup and why you like that.
4: (laughs) I guess impressive to a degree. He was hitting a moving target for about 14 and a half minutes. Mm. But, uh, I mean, the kid was just walking in punches. I was just comparing to to Jessica Andrade last night with how she just – how really keeps pressing forward. And to see O'Malley on the defensive while throwing strikes for a lot of that fight was was pretty interesting because he had to keep moving backwards – uh get away from this kid and he just kept feeding him shots and it was a star making performance for sure uh i do hope to see more of mutino and i do hope that he fights a little bit smarter i won't necessarily say that he exposed o'malley but i'm sure that it, regardless of what he thinks a lot of people were trying to step up to fight him like ricky simone a lot of other guys in the division were throwing their names out there on short notice saying they'd take him. I'm absolutely with you. I think that uh, we're going top, 15. I'm assuming Mara <coughs> that would
2: be top He's the top 10.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see Mara versus O'Malley. Not just because I dislike O'Malley and want to see him get wrecked, but I do think it'd be an entertaining fight. The kid always puts on an entertaining performance regardless of whether or not I actually like him. He's a very skilled fighter. Uh, I just think he's a bit of a clown. But, uh, I mean, you could always just give him that, that Simone fight if only to keep brand going of him fighting other opponents with really terrible hair.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I just want to say, before Chevy comments on it, I'll jump on that too. I guess why I like it is Marab is higher in the rankings, but also for Marab, it gives him a fighter with a bit bu- of a buzz. So that's why I kind of like the idea. I think it's good for both of them. Uh, matchmaking-wise it's maybe not the best for, again, if you're trying to, like, build O'Malley up but i think in turn again but if he gets the win now this kid's suddenly like in a, a title type contention too possibly too but yeah i i can see the us he's probably not gonna do it chevy
3: give me your thoughts on the fight and my potential matchmaking so i thought you know sean looked great I thought his cardio held up yes pretty well for you know running backwards and all the mm. lateral movement he had to do mm. and Obviously, his accuracy was really good. I don't know how much uh, head movement Chris was working on, but um, obviously, great chin. So, Sean O'Malley showed some... Uh, I think he was getting a little bit frustrated. They couldn't put him away. Also, the stoppage. I didn't agree with the stoppage. I thought, yeah, he was still coming forward, still throwing punches. Yeah, he was getting beat up, but it was only 30 seconds left. Just fi- let him finish the fight. Mm.
4: Shout out to his
3: his uh boxing coach, being I mean, Coach Edmund, teaching all about that
2: great head movement, yeah. Yeah, I uh and it too, like later on we'll talk about it, but in the Connor fight, when Connor uh up being would be a Snap Tibia, like those last few seconds, I know it was not quite thirty, but Herb let him eat a bunch of fucking punches. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, right.
4: We could to stop that, too. I would have let him eat the punches, too, just because I don't like
2: them. Right. <laughs> maybe that was Herb's idea. So, next names I'll butcher here. I think I got one of them. Irene Adana, who won, versus Yaina Kuntitskaya. <laughs> Kuntitskaya. Kuntitskaya, yeah, thank you. I got a great
4: idea for a bonus show. You're going to go through a division and list every name.
2: Yeah, there we go. Oh uh, man.
4: Proper pronunciation. <laughs> I, I, I can't speak for Chevy. I'm not an expert on pronouncing fighters' names, especially yeah. when I'm the Brazilians and the, the Polish. But that was, I mean, that was very David
2: of you. It's Sakaya. It's <laughs> you know what I, what? I thought of this podcast. This was one area I did not think about that I was going to be, have to deal
3: with. But hey, I'm not going to be. Uh, we got to get Anik on the podcast to teach us how to pronounce. Oh names. man,
2: he's so fucking good. Yeah, he would be. I'd be definitely in his class a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: think it may have been Rogan that said this years ago, but I believe what they do is have this kind of phonetic spelling or breakdown of the names that they they hand them so that they can like pretty much break down and. Except- how to pronounce those names because that's got to be difficult to keep up with when you got a ridiculously large roster in the UFC and a bunch of unknown fighters or guys that don't really have a lot of name recognition and you're trying to get these names right which even sometimes the commentary team still screws up names so Mm -hmm. you get a pass on that too since we're you know jobbers
3: yeah
2: (laughs) I thought Adana looked impressive though uh just obviously she missed weight so that kind of sucks but I thought she looked good. I'm not gonna to comment too much on this fight because there really wasn't much to comment on. She came in, looked sharp, caught her, and then beat her up on the ground. What I will throw as a potential fight, and I know this girl has a fight coming up with Macy something, I believe, but uh, Aspen Ladd. They're actually right next to each other in the rankings. They're uh Aspen Ladd's actually number two, Adana was number three. I like Ladd, I think they both Finished Yana in the same round too, so I think you're looking at equal skill level, and that could be a fun fight in that division. Neither one of those women are ready for Amanda Nunes, however, but you know,
3: something to just think about. Chevy, I'll start with you this time. What do you got? Yeah, I think Aspen Lad's a good, good matchup. You're right when you say not ready for Amanda Nunes, but n- none of them are, so no, it's gonna be uh, tough going for anyone that gets matched up. Sit all the women's divisions are like that you know amanda in both of them and then yeah you know, it's why of super dominant as well
2: yeah it's why the strawly division is so fun and so competitive because there's so many good competitive fights there but when you get to the other divisions it's fun but unfortunately when you get to that championship level like yeah it's Big like job, it's like, yeah. Yeah, and they're not in a hurry to book Nunez and Shevchenko again, but it's almost like I feel like that's, uh, to quote Thanos, the inevitable. Like, that's what's going to happen. Right, here, yeah. You know? Carney, what do you got? To touch
4: on that, Nunez does have two wins over Shevchenko, and while one of them was definitely uh, could have gone either way. As far as I'm concerned, there's no real reason for a trilogy unless this is going to be when one of them is about to retire and you want to, you know, put that uh, – that exclamation point on their careers for who is the better fighter after they've been dominant in their divisions for so long. Because I don't see anyone beating Nunez. I don't see anyone beating Devchenko other than each other. So I don't care who you give this girl after this fight. No one's ready for Nunez. So I'm just glad that the fight was short. I was that this and the heavyweight fight would be the ones that would be the three rounds of, you know, me needing to go take bathroom breaks and naps, but I'm glad they ended quickly and violently. And that's how I hope all the fights in these divisions will just end. So I don't have to spend 15
2: minutes of people being hesitant, not doing shit. So, <laughs> congrats to Aldana for
4: completely wrecking this girl, but uh, you're still not ready for Nunez.
2: <laughs> Nobody you're ready for Nunez.
4: And take a shot at Shevchenko, but she would also murder you. So. that's pretty much where I'm leaving it. I don't care who they fight next. The champs are going to stay the champs for a while, unless by some reason someone magically catches them on a bad
2: day. All right. Tie to Avasa. I got that one. Versus Greg Hardy. Buddy
4: couldn't screw up Greg Hardy. Good
2: job. I (laughs) think tie.
4: Ty to Avassa. Fantastic.
2: I I thought tie to Avassa was going to get caught. I thought the way he fights, that Hardy would blitz him, and the blitz was his downfall. Like, uh, uh, yeah, and – And Ty Ty, Tuvasa, like his knockout power was totally on display. And I was like, man, like I I, I knew Ty hit hard, but it was like, you know, Greg's been hit by a couple people. And it's like, okay, nope. Like this, Ty caught him so good. And I think that's the danger, too, though, when you do that blitz kind of style with like hardy does too though like he he also walked right into that and ate that shit also really i mean the big thing with ty is like he's just so entertaining right he's doing the shoeys his interviews with rogan he's down he's drinking like hot sauce he didn't know that but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't he, like that it looked nah. like <laughs> but he was such a pro still he just took it like a man he was like what the hell was that you know like so Um, happy to have
3: fans back in the arena look like you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah i think hawani said let's get that guy banned for life what the hell (laughs) i'll throw another match out here this is what i did today this guy's ranked actually a lot higher than him i don't know if ty's even 15 but i think it's a fun fight walt harris you know walt's another guy who's explosive but he's got to get caught i think that could be a fun fight probably not going to go very long
3: so what'd you guys think i think there's a lot of good fights for him in the top 15 i think what's his name blagoy Ivanov. Yep, that that'd be a good fight for ty who's that english guy that trains with darren till can't remember his name now tom hmm. something aspinall is that yeah. what it is oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that'd be that'd be a big step up for ty i think that'd be a tough matchup he's on a win streak and he's got a good little uh buzz going too yeah yeah tom. yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be uh, those would be some good ones.
2: Also got Augusto Sasaki. Like- Sakai, yeah, Sakai, yeah. I think yeah. it's Sakai. Yeah, that's another one. So yeah, a lot of fun matchups. Carney, what do you think about potential matchups and this fight? I think you really like this fight, actually. Oh, I absolutely. This fight
4: surprised me. This was either going to be one of my favorite fights of the night or it was going to be absolutely terrible. And that depended on how long it went and what the outcome of that fight was. I'm not shy about saying that I think Greg Hardy's a scumbag, and I'm glad to see him get completely hurt. And I think a lot of the MMA community felt the same way, and it was good to go on social media and especially see a lot of the female fighters were also not shy about uh voicing how excited they were to see a woman beater get completely destroyed it's also hard to not cheer to Ivasa. i mean you, you got this guy who's who's lovable he's funny he comes out to these poppy 90s songs that uh you know, so good this is great he's drinking beer out of a shoe and you put him up against the guy who beat a woman who's the crowd gonna cheer for sure And yeah, I saw that thing on on Twitter, where it was like MMA memes that precede unfortunate events, and it was a photo of Greg Hardy pointing to the center of the octagon. (laughs) uh, Someone said, I thought you said this was for memes that uh, preceded unfortunate events. So i was just happy to see that that dude get murdered but to go back to your point too that blitz style he had tuivasa hurt and i think that that was the natural thing for a lot of people to do is that you see you stunned a guy you run in for the kill and i'm glad to see that he got caught and uh, paid for it and i hope that the greg hardy experiment is over as for tuivasa i'm with you guys on the potential matchups except when chevy threw out walt harris the reason i don't want to see the- i threw out walt
2: harris but go what? ahead i actually oh, said walt harris yeah i was but go oh, ahead. um yep. the
4: reason why i wouldn't want walt harris is because i don't want either of those two guys to lose
2: okay uh,
4: so i hope that tui can skip him but i'm with you guys and like aspinall even sakai or that could be potentially fun fights i don't think this guy is necessarily going to have the Brandon Moreno's Cinderella story of, you know, you lose some fights, get cut, come back, become a champion. But I'm here for watching to and some fun uh fests while while he's around.
3: I think need- he's uh, more the cowboy type of character. Right yeah. 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 And we need guys like that. So I'm we glad he's
2: here. Yeah. yeah. Makes the cards fun. Um so co main event time, uh, Gilbert Burns, uh, great performance. The crowd was not having it, but Man, when you're fighting a specialist like Wonder Boy, you don't rush in. And Gilbert, he did great takedowns. And Wonder Boy's got great. And, and shout out, I think it was Annick who pointed this out too. Wonder Boy has great takedown defense. It's not like everybody has success taking Wonder Boy down. And Gilbert did. And he did the little things. And uh, I know everybody, uh, all the judges had it 29 28, but we even thought it might have been 30 27. That second round was very close. Um, I love Wonder Boy. I think that guy is just the best. I wish he could somehow get that title before he retires. But man, Gilbert's got so many skills. And if it wasn't for the fact that our current well proofing, like the guy was so good as it was anyway, but now every time I see him he's just getting better and better, and he's like this masterful, powerful striker that man Usman's gonna be one of those guys I don't know anyone could uh yeah, I'll just say this. For Burns, he's looking. I'm going to throw two at you here for the welterweight division. For Burns, I think he called out Masvidal. I like that fight. I'm interested what you guys think about that. I got Burns in that. I think it'll probably be a, be a decision, but it'll be a good fight. And I'm going to throw a welterweight potential opponents for Usman while we're on this subject because Usman doesn't have a title fight coming up. I think Kobe is the guy people are looking at because Kobe has probably gave him, even though Usman finished him, probably his toughest test. I would say. There's heat. It's gonna be a good build on that fight, but I'm gonna throw a wild card one out here. Michael Chiesa. Yep. If he beats if he beats Vince, Vincent, Vincent. Okay. Okay, okay. I think if he gets that win, Chiesa is a potential opponent here. And I'm not saying he can beat Usman, because I don't know if anyone can beat Usman, but that's a fight I'd like to see. So your thoughts on potential opponents for Burns and Kamar Usman. So, oh, in the fight. I, if I remember this correctly, I think, in
4: that fight with Burns, didn't he actually have Usman hurt a little bit in that first round? Before yeah. He finished, I think, what, in the second? It was a good fight, but I'm not excited to see Burns jump right back in. Right. It. There's a lot of guys in that top 10. I mean, you got Covington, Edwards, Bouquet, Kiesa, you know, all killers. I don't care who you put them up against. Like, you know, you got Usman, who's probably looking at someone like Covington or Edwards. So why not give this, uh, give Burns a fight for essentially number one contender? Uh, and I, I am sad that he beat Wonderboy. You know, it's hard to, to hate that dude. He might very well just end up being the gatekeeper for that division. For if you want a shot at the champ, you're going to have to get through him. Uh, I did feel like if Burns was going to win, it was going to be on the ground. And he found a way to get him down, what, three times? Out of the, I believe, six attempts that he made. So uh, he, he fought a smart fight. Wonder Boy's a dangerous guy. They didn't let the crowd get to them. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I think that probably could have headlined a fight night or something. But, you know, when you look at all the other fights on the main card and the exciting finishes and, and exciting fights that we had, there were three fights before that that were absolutely crazy, Or it just ended fast and violently. And then the crowd had to come down a little bit. So I'm sure that's why they were booing the hell out of that because it was a little more hesitant and technical fight. But you know, I can't hate on the dude. It's hard to dislike Burns too. As much as I wanted Wonder Boy to win, Burns seems like a great dude. I hope that he could be a champ too. Um, unfortunately, there's only room for one champ in the division, and I'm not even excited to see him fight. Who's kind of now, to your point, like you said, Usman is. Uh, he's he's a scary dude. Uh, he can wrestle guys. He can knock them out. He's kind of a, a total package. Other than a good promo.
2: <laughs> yeah and just one other thing too like as uh far as that division goes i mean there's just so much talent too right mm-hmm. like wonder boy man i don't know like i'd like to uh there's still so many good fights with him right like K- kiesa and Wonderboy boy would be a great fight and that that kiesa luke fight will be on the next pay-per-view too so and shout that, out to that card
4: that top 10 is all killers yeah so <laughs> any next you have in there could be
3: a fun fight anything else you want to add to that Chevy? are we good I think I want to see as unfair as this would be to Leon Edwards. I'd like to see him in wonder boy mm. uh, fight, or him burns. If, if you know burns yeah. needs one more or whatever for a title, you know, great point by the air. way.
2: Yeah. I didn't even, I, I all the killers were mentioned. I didn't even mention Edwards either. Like Edwards yeah. is like the guy who probably besides Kobe deserves a shot too. So he's right there. Maybe Edwards
3: gets a title shot and maybe Kobe meets the winner of uh luke Chiesa, you know but yeah I, I mean he beat nate in his last fight it wasn't convincing yeah he almost got finished at the end and right, right. Nate, you know not, he really should be fighting that lightweight but i yeah, think if, yes. he had, if he had dominated that fight and finished nate then you put him right in line for the title but i know he's won like nine in a row or something like that but i'd like to see him against one of those top three guys
4: yeah, there's this disconnect with Edwards where like he puts on impressive performances and no one cares about him. Like that the whole thing with Diaz. What was everybody talking about after that fight? The last minute of the fight where Diaz came yeah. back and almost killed him, and we completely forgot. You know, most casuals wouldn't even remember who we fought. If yeah, they completely dominated him or finished him or destroyed him. They'd be talking about Edwards. No one even remembers that performance that he had for the first, you know, four and a half, <coughs> four, almost five rounds.
3: Then back to the Wonder Boy, Burns fight. It, the people complaining about, uh, yeah, about you know him, just basically staying on top of him. I don't know if those people want to give up half their paycheck for some, right? You know, bullshit judges' decision or to get clipped by the one of the most dangerous strikers in MMA, let alone the division. But you know, if it was me, I'm going to lay on top of him and get paid. Yeah, get back yeah. to that title fight so i thought he was active i mean yeah yeah he was wonder boy i thought actually did fairly well on the ground for someone of burns's yeah. caliber to like get be able to get back up right like, i didn't think that you know he's a karate guy i didn't think he'd be able to get up at all but
4: they even tried doing that bullshit fry takiyama spot which just
3: wasn't <laughs> other yeah. yeah
2: yeah um uh, might have been more casuals out in the audience last night too though but go ahead
4: I was gonna say the arena was full of that guy from one Bellator show where I went to that was just calling everyone pussies for going to the ground.
3: Yeah, yeah. screaming from the, the stands. Yeah.
4: Yeah. If you're on the ground doing anything other than ground and pound, they don't want to see
3: it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So main event time: Connor versus
2: Dustin. Man, I gotta tell you, you know, I know you guys, especially you, Carney, like, you know, like fuck Connor. But I gotta say, this guy, like, I kind of held out on Connor a little bit last night. Was like kind of like my breaking point for me. I was like. This guy, it wasn't even like, I was like, I wasn't even mad. I was just more like, this is fucking sad and pathetic. Like the fight itself I'll get to, but like his actions afterwards where he's just bitching and I don't even know why the UFC, I know why they did it, but gave him the mic. It just looks sad. Like this guy's just talking shit about the guy's wife on the ground. Like, dude, you just got beat up and your leg got busted up in the process. Don't get me wrong. It's MMA. I think Dustin would have won round two, but it would have been interesting. Connor did pop up, but then again, it is what it is. That's taken enough away from Dustin. I just don't think we give enough credit sometimes for MMA being so unpredictable. Like Masvidal said, right? Uh, and someone pointed out Amanda Nunes, in this day and age, nobody should be a 10 to 1 favorite in MMA because it is so wild. But man, Dustin looks so good. And I think he's the only guy to ever win the first round against Connor. Like, you know, he literally beat him up in the first round. Well, maybe Habib, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, besides Habib, like, Dustin's the first guy and do it on the feet. Like, you know, very impressive. Maybe Chad Mendes, too, actually, because I don't think... <laughs> Again, we're talking wrestler stuff too. But, yeah, just a great performance by Dustin. I'm so happy. Uh, there's not really much to talk about future fights here. It's going to be for the title. It's going to be Charles Oliveira. I, nothing against Oliveira. I like him, but, man, I really like Dustin. You talk about a gritty... Bust your ass performer. If anybody ever deserved a shot at that title and to win that belt, it's Dustin Poirier. Great, great stuff. Shout out to his wife for uh, having his back through all this crazy shit. Yeah, can't say enough good things about Dustin. I can't look forward to that title. And as far as Connor goes, hey, man, he's good box office. But just from a personal standpoint, I found
3: him very sad and kind of pathetic. And it's the way he acted last night. Go guess. guys. Shall we? Pathetic is exactly the word, I think. Uh, I was embarrassed for Connor after yeah. the fight. He's yelling at Dustin and calling his wife a hoe and saying she's in his DMs or whatever while they're walking out. It was embarrassing. And I, I felt like, you know, Joe's sitting on the ground giving him the mic. I feel like you could see he just wanted to take the mic back so it's not embarrassing letting him embarrass himself anymore. But as far as the fight went, I thought... Connor was looking pretty good, better game plan of uh, landing kicks on Dustin or whatever. Obviously, that was his downfall in the end because you know Dustin probably checked one of those kicks, weakened the leg, and then he snapped it. So um, super gross. Yeah, I don't need to see that shot <laughs> five times. UFC, please don't do that to me. As far as Dustin and Dubronx, I'm I'm always gonna go for Dustin in that fight. I like uh, I like Charles, but Dustin's the man. So, hopefully, he gets that fight and uh, wins and holds to the belt for a while. Maybe he gets a another fight with Connor to make a bunch more money. But I'm less interested in it for now. Sure. Uh,
2: and I want to say one more thing, too, before I let you go, Connie. I just meant to say, inactivity, Michael Bisping pointed this out, too, and like people talk, does Connor still want it? Well, you can still want it, but if you're not doing the things to progress and if you're not in the you know, fight game constantly and you're not constantly doing an improve, then that's going to be an issue constantly going forward, too, because that's what Dustin's doing. Dustin looks like a Mike Connor. Yeah, okay, oh, I didn't expect leg kicks, so he's working on leg kicks. But well, what's Dustin do? Well, he can wrestle, he can fight, he can do whatever because he's just a well-rounded fighter and he keeps improving. So, anyway, Carney, your thoughts?
4: Connor ain't bit, his bones ain't shit, his legs ain't shit. He <laughs> can move on and do something else. You no know, everyone can him because he's still a draw. He still brings in more money than everyone else. But its he's sad, he's a bum, he's desperate. We listen to that post-fight promo, he's just fighting to relevant. He sounds like a guy doing an impression of a guy doing an impression of Conor (laughs) McGregor. It's just, you know, he keeps going through the same shtick. People keep buying it. He was going on that rant that I could barely understand about. He was completely destroying Poirier in that fight. Tell that to the two judges that had a 10-8 for Poirier in that round. I wish it could have gone on for another half minute or so without Herb Dean stopping it or the Bell stopping it. and just watch him get pummeled because I'm tired of him. He's a bum. The sport's got to move on without him, and he's just going to try and stay relevant. Go take an acting job somewhere where you can act on how to be Conor McGregor better than you had been leading up to that fight. To bring the dude's wife into it, to call her a hoe, to say that you're going to kill the man—it's it's pushing some some boundaries there, and I think that that's just again him just being desperate and trying to be entertaining and relevant. He's got too many people that will still support him. No matter what he does, he can go punch old guys in a bar and throw dollies through a window. And I can't even comment on all the, the sexual allegations or any of that because I don't know if that's legit or not. Either way, the guy's just a mess. Uh, I'm done with him.
3: So you're not going to watch him versus Jake Paul or Logan Paul tonight? <laughs> I've never
4: watched any of the Paul brothers fight. I don't plan to. I'm not uh, the whole, despite, you know, my, unfortunately, my, my first name having been Carney, I don't <laughs> like Carney bullshit. Fuck <sighs> that
3: shit. Well, I'm hoping that Woodley ends Jake Paul and we're over this whole. Yes. Yeah. If,
4: if that happens and he completely murders him, I will then give the money to watch a replay of that.
2: So, <laughs> I'll be fan, but I will be. If he yeah. eats him, I will be a Woodley fan all day. That's funny. That's funny. All right, before we get out of here, I'm going to throw just one random fight. I was looking at on fights. I wasn't really excited about next week's fight night, but I was looking ahead to the week after that and get a comment on the main event. Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw. Oh, TJ man. TJ, obviously, you know, he had the drug issues there, and so he hasn't been active the last few years. But if we're basing this off on past TJ Dillashaw's fights and how good he's looked in fights versus Corey sanhang who's looked so so impressive like this should be a barn burner but based on our conversation of things we're talking about i'm gonna go with activity and i'm going with cory because to me that seems to really make a difference guys what do you think about the potential of this fight chevy i'll start with you you really seem to enjoy this one and who you're rooting for who you got and what do you see happening In there
4: before you get in there i I just want to say i have no idea what we're talking about because right now i'm doing some volunteer work down at the homeless shelter and i lost the feed for about a solid minute so what fight are we
3: talking about Uh oh Corey sanhagen and uh tj dillashaw all right cool chevy go on super excited for this fight i love both guys i think if we see uh the tj that used to be at bantam he definitely gets it done but like you were saying with inactivity obviously he's been out for two plus years now Corey's on the rise so So i think it'll be really close but ring rust will get the tj and i think Corey gets it done fireworks yeah all right yesada who you got
4: although dillashaw is a known drug cheat at this point uh i guess i kind of struggled with how i feel about him as a a fighter because i don't know how many times he'd actually done something like that i believe his excuse was he tried to do it to cut weight for that fight whatever it might be Uh, i was always impressed with dill shaw and how quick and unpredictable he can be however you know a couple years have passed he's been inactive at least in actual fights uh, I can't predict how that one's going to go, but San Hagen is a very dangerous dude. And I actually favor him to win this just because of the inactivity. And, you know, because you know, that's really what it is just inactivity on Dilla Shaw's part. But, you know, he could always surprise you. I can think of uh, several fights where he looked like he could be in, in trouble. And then just out of nowhere comes back and lands just one punch, one kick, whatever it might be. And it totally turns the tide of the fight i just
3: expect it to be fun so dave i have a question for you let's yeah. uh hypothetical let's say tj wins do you think he goes right to a title shot against well whoever it is i guess Aljo or right here um, yeah yeah and i mean how do you think he does against those? you think he matches up well got to see how he looks against sanhagen but if
2: it's the tj dillashaw of old and he puts on a performance against Sandhagen. hagen didn't yeah i like that tj's chances if it's not the drugs let's say he just did it to one time a lot of hypotheticals here right guys but let's say he did it one time to cut weight i don't that performance against sahuto i really throw that out because he looked like a shrunking yeah like it was like a ghost like he looked horrible like so i don't count that so i going based off like hey we could talk shit about connor but like i don't count the mayweather boxing match either it's a fucking different animal and that's the same thing with this here like with tj that last fight he had with Flyway was a different animal so if it's the tj of ode and he puts on a great performance against Cody state Sand standing ah, yes i like his chances just as well against either of those guys that being said i favor jan to beat aljo no offense i love aljo. Maybe he can surprise me, but based off what we were seeing last time, I like Yon. Yon keeps getting better, he's dominant, and man, God, Yon hits so hard, too. Yon might be the best in the division, so that's a very exciting prospect, I guess, right? To see Yon, that we've seen dominant versus TJ at his peak. If, All right. if we can see. So I am gonna lean I'm gonna lean towards Jalans
3: I'm not I'm not on defense here. I'm gonna lean towards Peter Jan. So let uh, so let's say T J loses this fight. Would you like to see him against O'Malley? Oh yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> I think that'd be a good a good uh matchup. Yeah. And I think up. he smashes O'Malley.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean absolutely. Unless it unless he's so far a former shell of himself that, right. you know but yeah absolutely sign it up uh, and what is what is the deal with him and cruz are they one and one against each other or is cruz only a one and oh did they ever fight again I And mean, right i'm blanking no, out but, on that that
4: one fight we we're talking about cruz,
2: and, cruz doshaw. and doshaw yeah
4: up in boston and right 15 or so was yeah fight, and i think that
2: was it i might yeah be able- I can tell you right now. I got TJ's uh, record right here in front of me. Hold on. TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, that is the only time they ever fought. So Dillashaw and Cruz, win or lose, could be a fun fight too. I wouldn't mind seeing that again. So that'd be interesting. Peterson is the referee. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Cigarettes and beer. All right, guys. We went for about 41 minutes today. So I think we did pretty good. Before you wrap this up, I'm going to
4: send a... Don't wrap me up. (laughs) I going to word to Dana White because I know he listens to you because you're obviously his, his favorite podcast. Throw some money at Sumagulov for that standing guillotine that kicked off the night last night. Because as much as Titus deserves a performance for being a woman killer, that performance of the night bonus, throw this dude some cash too. So just, just shouting out your boy, Dana White. Well, yeah, it was slick.
3: Her <laughs> Dana! <laughs> Uncle
2: Dana. Uncle Dana. All right, guys. Working fans, Combat Cast Edition,
1: right?